Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. I am Lindy Masters, and I'm going to be sharing an insight of the day with you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just recently, I had an encounter where I was sitting on my bed in England, looking out the window, and in staring out in the window, I was looking and thinking, gosh, I feel so well. My body's well, nothing's aching. You know what it's like, nothing's sore. I felt amazing. And as I was looking out over Guildford and looking out over the beautiful green land of the United Kingdom, I saw into a window of my life. And what I saw was my body was trading downward in a downward trajectory under the sun. And I was looking at the sun going, oh my gosh, the sun's shining, it's so beautiful. And I went, whoa, 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 what did I just see? And it was like my body was saying to me, you have not fully untangled yourself from the sun and I thought wait my soul is untangled from the sun my spirit is untangled from the sun what do you mean my body's not untangled from the sun what do, what do you mean and it and I began to have an insight as I did this I began to have an insight and I saw my body its trajectory its life trajectory going on a downward slope in other words it was starting to head downhill from here um, to the place where one would die and yet here we are my spirit and my soul are going oh no 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 i'm not in agreement and i with my mouth i'm saying we're going to live forever we're going to live you know as eternal beings never dying but my body is doing a completely different thing to my spirit and my soul and what's coming out of my mouth i believe it with all of my heart but yet I could see the downward trajectory of my body. So I began to explore what that looks like. What on earth does that look like under the sun? And I began to re-look at Untethering now, to be honest. I mean, Ian and Grant and Sam have done phenomenal teachings on Untethering. And you go, yes, amen. I untether my faith and I cut the soul tie and all the stuff that we do. And we do it well. But for some obscure reason, I was still tethered in. And so I began to realize that there was a genuine need to untether from some of the stuff. Spoke to some guys, spoke to some people about different um, aspects of what I wanted to look at within, for instance, with um, the, the planetary system. You know, that, that uh, um, Sky News recently said that we are made of stardust. Stardust? And I thought, oh, good for you, because everything... You know, when Yahweh made us, he made us out of the dust of the earth, the dust of creation. So everything's within us, I understand that, and I'm also made in his image and his likeness. So as I was, you know, exploring this whole thing and what this looks like, like, what is this? I was taken to Ecclesiastes chapter 1, and it says this, The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanity, says the preacher, vanity of vanities. All is vanity. What advantage does man have in all his work which he does under the sun? A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. Also, the sun rises and the sun sets and hastens to its place. It rises there again. And then I want to go a little bit further down to verse 8. All things are wearisome. Man is not able to tell it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor is the ear filled with hearing. That which has been is that which will be, and that which has been done is that which will be done. So this is talking of cyclic, you know, the cycles of life. So there's nothing new under the sun. Oh, and I went, well, what is that about? And I began to look at a few other things as well in different books and different Hebrew books. And one of them spoke about how they believe that, you know, we have certain things that are predestined, preordained, pre-agreed upon when we were with the Father. 
And so this particular rabbi was redoing something and declaring something new. And they said, wait, Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun. So what are you saying? And the rabbi says, ah, but there are new things above the sun. And I went, oh. That's it. That is it. It's not just about untether by faith. I understand by faith. I've lived by faith for 40 years. I understand faith. I've met faith the being. I understand faith. But I, I began to realize there was actually something about this that I had to learn how to not just untether, but how to go above and live above the sun. You know, the sun has a tabernacle where it dwells. And, and we've begun to realize that the sun is a portal. It's a place. It's, it's not just a big ball of fire. Yes, there is fire in it, but it's not just a big ball of nothingness fire, but actually it's a gateway into something else. And the sun was placed within our solar system, um, to protect us from other things. But in doing that, it began to number our days. Now, here's the thing. I have good news for you. We can learn how to untether from the sun. There are scriptures that say the sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. Now we go, well, that means suntan. Well, then what does the moon smiting me by night mean? It's more than the effects of the sun tanning me. It's actually more than that. It's about the effects of the sun smiting me and the moon smiting me. You know, um, I often say to people, how many of you who, who work with, say, children who have issues um, or psychiatric wards, and they say, how are your classes in the full moon and they go unbearable when it's full moon they kick off and it does affect them and in in old deliverance terms we call it moon and so these things planetary systems are actually embedded within us and they do govern us not altogether the star system as much as the planetary systems do and so when the planetary systems are within us and governing us if we don't learn how to govern that and go above it it'll always govern us and perhaps in the wrong way and in the negative rather than in the positive and so as i began to look at that i thought wow this is a whole new world of learning how to govern above something and i was glad i i began to look at that and learn about that because when different things started to happen on the face of the earth it didn't take me by surprise or frightened me i realized aha one of those aha moments i had to go above the sun and learn to govern from a different place it's amazing when you learn to go govern from above the sun in this place it's so peaceful it's the air is easier to breathe it's just a crazy wild place to be now some of you are gonna go oh my gosh what is she talking about and how do we get there look you got saved by faith so the same faith that got you saved and you don't doubt that you saved the same faith that got you saved is the same faith you will use to step through the door of your imagination into that world to go to the sun to untether to to break the soul tie between the sun and yourself and then to go by faith through the door of the sun above the sun and then to sit on your seat of rest above the sun governing um, your life governing the things that Yahweh's got within your sphere of influence you know not everyone's got to go up there and, and govern the whole universe it's just exhausting um, we leave that to other people to do we just got to do what we do right now so I realized that I had to um, had to get to a place where I was governing it it wasn't governing me because the sun really does govern every day it comes up in the morning goes down in the evening and governs our day and it says there's nothing new under the sun but we realize now that there is something new above the sun you know genesis speaks about man being made in our or in our and according to our likeness and our image so creation has got nowhere to go without these two things the likeness and the image 
And the lackness has to do with what comes out of me. And so what is going to come out of me? Now, something else that I've been looking at is Romans chapter 1 and in verse 22 to 25. And this is about looking for the glory, always looking for the glory. And I'll read here, Romans chapter 2 says, Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for the images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. So we took our glory and we lost it at the fall of Adam and we exchanged our glory because the glory is what covered Adam. We exchanged our glory for skins. Yeah, we put skins on him. And you know what? We've been looking for our glory ever since. We've been looking for it in men of power for the hour, in evangelists and pastors and teachers and healing evangelists and prophets particularly. Uh, we've been looking for it in superstars, movie stars, sports stars, because we're looking, we're always within us. There's an innate thing deep within you that's constantly seeking for your glory. And yet that glory that comes is the glory of Yahweh that sits on the inside of us. Always coming back to the same question, who are you? Getting to know who I am, who are you, and what are you called to do? So we've been looking for that glory, someone better than me, someone else. And if I knew my identity, I wouldn't actually be looking for it in other people. And that's why you get abuse in churches and I saw someone post this thing today. How many of you were abused in your church? And people are, yes, me. That's why I don't trust people anymore. Yes, me. It took me years to recover. And I went, you know, everybody's um, been abused in a church somewhere. Um, mental abuse, emotional abuse, whatever abuse it might be. Pick a number and get to the back of the queue. You're not the only one in the world. Everybody's been abused. What you do with abuse? Oh, my goodness. Now, that is a different kettle of fish. One of my favorite subjects that Yahweh allows pain as a doorway and pain as a tool to take you to the next level. So you could either use the pain for his glory or sit and wallow in it and be a miserable person that nobody wants to be around. Now, Yahweh really began to speak to me about the different things to do with the earth. You know, we are the earth's ceiling. We're not its platform. We're its ceiling. In other words, you have got to come to a place where you begin to create a platform from which the earth, the planets and the stars can jump, not from which they sit under, but from where they can jump into what they've got to be. We always wanting to bring creation, the whole of creation is groaning and going, come on, come on, help, come on, you've got to bring us back to our original intent. These things can only happen if you and I create and create a platform for the earth to manifest on. Otherwise, we become a ceiling and it cannot move higher than us. So if we do not believe that we're called as those beautiful ones who are made a little lower than Elohim and we're bringing the earth speaking life over our property, I practice on my land, on my trees, on my plants, on my veggie garden, on my swimming pool, on, on the stuff around me. I practice on the stuff around me and it it's just like a jungle right now. And I took a house over that wasn't a jungle. It was a desert and now it's a jungle. Why? because it's responding to the voice of a fully manifested son who knows her place, who knows that she is made a little lower than Elohim. And it was just waiting for someone to give, my land was waiting for someone to give it a platform from which to bounce, from which to jump into the full manifestation of what 
it was supposed to be. And I would like to say that's what we're supposed to be in every one of our properties, in every one of our neighborhoods, and in every one of our cities across the world. That's how we bring creation back to its fullness. And once we've done that, we can start learning to do that within people around us, within, um, you know, bringing people to Christ. You know, we have Smith Wigglesworth on a train, and people, he didn't say a word, he was just sitting there, and people came running to him, repenting. You know, someone said to me the other day, well, what is this movement doing about evangelism? And I thought, well, you know, if you reflected Christ, it would be a mute point because people would be running to you for the fact that something is emanating out of you, so attractive to them that they run to you like they did to Yeshua. And, and of course, if we were healing people, you know, the Jews, someone said to me, for the Jews, if you do a sign and wonder, hundreds of Jews will get saved because they'll know that Yahweh has come in power. And we are frightened of signs and wonders. And so what do we do? We look for the glory in somebody else and we wait for the healing evangelist. They'll heal. We wait for the other evangelists. We wait for prophets. Instead of saying, Yahweh, give me a word. Give me a word of knowledge. Give me a word uh, to help somebody else or help me to read a, my scroll um, so that I can have the word that governs me and I can speak life and begin to tap in through the veil of your flesh into the holiest of holies to begin to tap into who you are and walk in the fullness of what that looks like so we've become like a limitation you know we say with our children we never want to be the um we never want to be the the uh, ceiling from which our children are trying to work we want to be the platform uh with our children we don't want them you know no 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 you've got to struggle worse than we did and find your own way in life we don't do that we generally say to our children here's a platform run and we want them to do better than us we always want the next generation to do better than us now what if that's what creation is needing it's needing us to create a platform so that it can do better than the generation previous to that we're the generation yahweh is challenging with regards to the creation is groaning and waiting for the manifestation of the sons now if you're tangled under the sun you can't do this but as sons we can untangle and go above so just want you to within yourself right now just say yahweh I cut the salt tower between the sun and I repent for having a salt tower where the sun has come and has uh, governed my life and shortened my days. I repent. And now by faith, I want you to step through the sun, through the portal and the door of the sun. Yod Hevavhe, through the other side. And over there, I want you to sit on your seat of rest, on your governmental seat, and govern from above the sun, untethered and saying, yes, there isn't anything new under the sun, but from where I sit as a manifested, fully manifested son of Yahweh, I'm sitting on my seat and I'm governing above the sun. Shalom, shalom. Thank you so much for listening.